Welcome to Week 15 Podcast. Here, fantasy football season is now. We aren't just trying to make the playoffs. We're here to win them. Good morning, Week 15 listeners. Week 5 is in the books. We're officially a third of the way through this regular season for fantasy football. Uh, it's amazing to see the lists of guys that continue to do their thing, continue to put up points, and then the guys that have consistently been rough. Um, before we get too far into it, I want to remind you of the buys. Green Bay and Pittsburgh have buys this week. Um, you know, honestly, when I was looking through all five of my leagues, I don't have very many players uh, from those teams. I have Aaron Jones in one league, but he's been out for a while. I've got Najee Harris in a couple leagues, but he's been on my bench because they've been playing Jalen Warren uh, at least more effectively than Harris. Um, so, yeah, these bye weeks aren't really going to get me too bad. Um, but, yes, the Packers and Steelers are on bye weeks, so make sure you make those adjustments on your lineups. Um, let's talk about wins. Tyler, give me a win. This past Saturday, my nephew Liam, I want to give Liam a shout out. He scored two tutties. Okay, Liam. In his third grade game, he had a fumble recovery for a touchdown and a receiving touchdown. So that's pretty rare at the third grade level to Let's uh, go. complete a pass, let alone take it to the hizzy. Yeah, for a touchdown, he had a nice fumble recovery for six. So shout out to my boy Liam. We got to uh, go over to his house this weekend and watch all the cousins, and there was a lot of. Uh, Football being played there with my son and then the two uh, Faust boys. So, a lot of fun. Shout out to Liam. Liam is an awesome kid. However, he does make cereals. Have you ever seen this before? Yeah. <laughs> I was a tutor one of his siblings and I was over there and he just poured a bowl of cereal and then poured another one right on top of it. I was like, Liam, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? No, great kid, great family. Uh, my win is that this past weekend, we hit 5,000 downloads in Missing Midwest. Missing Midwest is a podcast that my wife and I do. It's about missing persons cases in the Midwest. Uh, we launched our 15th episode, and we've already hit 5,000 downloads. So uh, pretty awesome. We're, we're, we're having a lot of fun with that, and, it, and it's going really well. Um, this podcast, you know, Tyler and I are having a blast with it to put it in perspective. We started in May, and we just hit 1,000 downloads. So um yeah kayla's missing midwest podcast is steaming if you like true crime go give it a listen it's called missing midwest on spotify and apple and all that good stuff but uh yeah that's been a lot of fun are you a fan of unique handcrafted treasures look no further than our own woodworking and collectibles business at the studio at Benchtop Designs, we specialize in creating exquisite woodworking pieces and have found collectibles that will captivate your imagination. Each item is meticulously crafted with a passion and attention to detail, making them truly one of a kind. From stunning wooden furniture to custom made pieces, our collection showcases the beauty of available materials and the artistry through craftsmanship. Whether you're looking to add a touch of elegance to your home or searching for the perfect gift, our woodworking and collectibles are sure to impress. Visit our website at www.benchtopdesigns.studio and visit our inspiration gallery to explore our wide selection of handcrafted treasures from our family of satisfied clients. The studio at Benchtop Designs, where craftsmanship meets artistry. Uh, 
I had a really good weekend in fantasy football. I'm in five leagues. I went four and one in one of our listener leagues, League One. I knocked off the undefeated Anthony Romano. Uh, my team came to play. We put up 173 points. Um, you know, we'll get to heroes in a minute. But my one of one decided to show up this week. Grabbed himself three touchdowns. Jamar Chase, uh, I preached about him being the guy for a long time. And he was not producing. But this week, Joe Burrow turned it on and uh, threw him three touchdowns. 192 receiving yards on 15 receptions. Um, that propelled me to a W. The Saints defense putting up 22 helped a lot. Uh, Anthony Romano, Moses Mooses in League One still has a fantastic team. He's still the number one team in the league. He just got a little L this weekend. but um, So I was pumped pumped to get the win there. I go to 3-2 and two in that league. Uh, in my brother's league, I'm 5-0, and oh, so smack Josh. Um, and then in uh, your dad's league, I'm four and one. Yeah, we played each other this week in my dad's league, and I was gonna let you say that. Part. We have uh, <laughs> we, we've talked about the format. It's a standard league, so pretty old school. I started Anthony Richardson, um, having a good year, and he got hurt. And then I have Tyler Bass for my kicker. And if you know anything about standard leagues, quarterback kicker very very important. So getting a combined two points from the most important positions, ended up in a loss for me. So, well done, sir. You beat me this week. Um, but I'm, I think I'm 2-3 and three in that league. Had Ran into some injury it's concerns. Early. So, not, not too worried. I made a bunch of deals in yeah. my dad's league. A bunch of trades. Really? I'm, I've been, I'm working on a few in each of my different leagues, especially the keeper leagues. Um, but, yeah, you know, that league is interesting because, like, our final score was 34-21. to 21. So, in the standard league, it's like you got to score touchdowns or you're not going to do anything. You know, it's 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 tough. Yards don't really matter unless you get over 100. Um, catches don't matter. So, yeah, it's tough to score. Tough to score. And, yeah, it was brutal seeing your kicker do that and AR-15 going down. Um, let's see. In, in, a, in the other league, I took a loss to my guy TP. I thought I had you there early. But uh, he ended up he ended up putting up, what was it, 136 and he got me. Uh, Travis Kelsey had a good game for him. Dalton Schultz is the one that really put the put the nail in the coffin when he had that late touchdown. Um, but congrats, TP. I look at that league. Um, you know, it has a uh, yeah. Here we go. This one's updated. Toon Squad. David Hazley, five and zero, still undefeated, still teaching us all a thing or two. David Moore's four and one. TP is tied for third place with Eli Weinman. They're both three and two. And then there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven teams are two and three. Yep, and I am two. one of those. I am also. So one I will of those. be looking to catapult myself <laughs> this week. Get to five hundred. That's the plan. That is the plan. Um, so hey, you know, week six coming. We got a lot to talk about. Um, but first, let's go ahead and talk about the heroes from week five. I'll go first with the guy I already mentioned, Jamar Chase, fifty-two point two Nine. Teen targets, so yeah. well done, Bengals. Uh, let's just give the ball to our best player. I'm in on that plan as a Jamar <laughs> Chase fantasy owner in two different leagues. Yeah, trying to get him a third, actually. Yeah, Justin Fields back on it. Yeah, that. Yeah, he looked like we expected him to look. Yeah, I think you said last year he came alive in week six. This year he took to week five. Yeah, and obviously you have to throw out the person that he threw all basically every single ball to, which is DJ Moore. Yeah, somebody that I unloaded this past week. Ouch. Um, 
one of my keeper leagues, he's a, going to be a free agent. So I uh, went ahead and unloaded him so that I did not have to spend my money next year. However, I do wish that I would have held on to him one more week. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, let's see. Another hero I have is Tyreek Hill. 32.1 points. I wish our trade would have worked out that we talked about a few episodes ago. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. But can you imagine if I had him on my team? I'm 4-1 in that league anyways. Yeah. And I would also have Tyreek Hill. Travis Etienne stepped up for me this week over in London. Uh, 136 yards, two TDs. Um, he's kind of an interesting player. It's kind of like run against the wall, run against the wall, run against the wall, boom, 52-yard touchdown. Like, it's just he's just a different kind of guy. Yeah. I thought it was funny that he uh, said on social media that he had to play against himself this week in fantasy football. Oh. <laughs> so, win on the field, loss where it matters. I do have one more hero. Uh, we've been down on him for several weeks. Brees Hall was in the zero category more than once so far through the first four weeks. In week five, he puts up 28.4. Welcome to relevancy, Brees Hall. Um, I thought that game was interesting. You know, Zach Wilson uh, – Showed some life against the Chiefs in week four. And then in week five, he's coming out and he's playing against the Broncos. I actually started him in one league over Kirk Cousins. Because um, Kirk was going to be playing against the Chiefs. Zach Wilson has some legs on him where he can run the ball and he was going against a terrible Broncos defense. So I thought, we'll give it a shot. Um, he had no touchdowns. I think he had a little bit less than 200 yards passing uh, and, uh, and no passing touchdowns. But, you know, his team scored 31 points, so he did well enough. Yeah, they, they came out and said that uh, Brees Hall is no longer on a on a snap count, so that, that was the green light for me to start him in a couple of leagues. So very happy to see Brees Hall being unleashed. He seems to be fully recovered from that ACL, so I think he's somebody moving forward. You can just go ahead and slot him in. I, I, I think he had like well over 50% of the um, running back carries. Uh, Dalvin Cook was nowhere to be found, so unleash Brees Hall. Yeah, I have Dalvin Cook, so that's a bummer. But um, looking at some zeros this week, head scratchers. Uh, Devontae Smith with one catch for the Eagles. They just have so many weapons over there in Philly. You never really know. It's kind of like the Chiefs. It was a Goddard week. Yep, yep, which I was happy. He got me a win. Goddard got in. Um, Corlin Sutton, one catch. I know the Jets have a great pass defense. One catch for your number one guy. I mean, Corlin Sutton's been the clear number one. Yep. Um, clear number one. Through through the first four, he gets one catch um, in week five. Miles Sanders put up a 1.2 for you. And then Romeo Dobbs didn't get a single target until late in the fourth quarter. He got like a four-yard screen. I think he dropped another short route. I can't remember if he ended up getting a second catch. But um, brutal, brutal for D Romeo Dobbs owners um, going against a Raiders defense that has not been really holding up any pass kind of – any kind of pass – um stability so um yeah if you had those guys rough week for you all right tyler talk to me about some of your waiver moves man how, how can we get some get some w's here in week six yeah the chicago backfield um took some big hits this week khalil herbert um he has some sort of ankle injury he tried Multiple weeks he tried to come back in that game went to make a cut and just went to Went to his backside and said, I, I can't go. He's going to be out multiple weeks. Um, Roshan Johnson is in concussion protocol, so you're going to monitor Roshan if you're already an owner. If he goes, you can give him a go. If he doesn't, though, your boy Deonta Foreman will be the um, lead back in Chicago, so he's somebody that you want to 
look and see if he's available. They play Minnesota this week. Not a great matchup for running backs. Um, but if you're getting all the work, you, that's somebody that you want to give a look at. And then somebody we briefly mentioned last week is uh, Jaleel McLaughlin. Uh-huh. Excuse me. Uh, he had a good game. Um, he and Samaje P. Ryan uh, kind of split carries, but McLaughlin looks like the better back. And I, I, I don't see Javante coming back this week from the hip flexor. Uh, so he's somebody that you can make make a dart throw on. Moving forward, when all three guys are healthy, he's not somebody you're going to want to start because that's going to be more of a uh, timeshare. At the wide receiver position, Gardner Minshew uh, figures to be starting for at least the next four weeks after AR-15 has an AC joint sprain. Uh, so his favorite target Obviously, Michael Pittman, but Josh Downs is getting a lot of work for the Colts. And with Minshew slated to start four games, Downs is somebody you want to look at. Another guy that is very available in a lot of leagues is Elijah Moore for the Cleveland Browns. Um, He is the second target behind uh, Amari Cooper, but that figures to be a a good offense, so... Uh, at this point in the season, you know, we're going into week six. The waiver wire is pretty barren. You're just looking for spot starters. Uh, maybe you had somebody go down with injury. Um, so that is who you're looking for at wide receiver. You're looking for somebody that can squeak out 10, 10 points or so. Yeah. As far as tight ends go, if you are struggling at tight end, Logan Thomas is getting an, Im- an immense amount of work uh, for the um, commanders. Um, they they play Atlanta this week, who is 29th against opposing tight ends. So if you need a spot start from uh, your tight end position, give Logan Thomas a look. Nice, man. I like it. Um, let's talk about some of those guys. Deontay Foreman, as you know, he's a guy I've had in my leagues pretty much every year. I've kept him on my bench. He gets a, a shot. He got a shot in uh, Carolina. He had a shot in Tennessee over the last couple of years. He always does well. Yeah, when he when he was the workhorse last year for the Panthers, man, he was winning people weeks like three touchdowns, 120 yards. So he, if if everybody's out in Chicago, like we give him a look. We think, yeah. yeah. I mean, if and you need a spot starter, throw him in. He, he's he's uh, rostered in five percent of ESPN leagues. So if you need a guy, he's there. You know, I was just looking. I have a really deep team um, in one of our leagues, and so I was looking at him. Because I have Najee Harris, Aaron Jones, who are on by, and Javante Williams, who's out still. Um, fortunately, I've got some other guys in that league um, that I invested in that are paying off. Devon A. Chain, Kyron Williams, uh, and Jonathan Taylor are all on that same team. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not picking up Foreman in that league, but uh, like I said, it's, he's, he's worth a look. Um, Elijah Moore's rostered in 44% of leagues, and Josh Down rostered in 10% of leagues. So Wide those guys available. are out there. Those guys are out there. Um, give them a look. Um, all right, as I move to look at matchups for week six, there's some juicy offensive matchups. The Chiefs and the greatest quarterback in the league right now are going to play against Denver, who sucks. Um, they are 30, Denver is 32nd in points per game. Miami had a lot to do with that, but uh, the average they're giving up is 36.2 points. That's a lot of points to be given up on a regular basis going against the best quarterback in the league. Um, the Vikings are playing at your Bears. The Bears are giving up 31.4 points a game. Um, Kirk is consistently getting his team in the red zone, whether they drop the touchdowns or just don't look back for the touchdowns. I was so frustrated watching that game on, on Sunday. Jefferson is uh, dealing with a hamstring. Yeah, yeah. And, and and you know what? When he went down, the offense was just as efficient. They, they moved the ball. Then you got 
Alexander Madison just dropping touchdown passes. Yep. You got KJ Osborne just not looking in the end zone, running wide open in the back of the end zone. Did you see that play? I didn't see wide it. Wide open in the back of the end zone. Kirk throws it, almost hits him in the head. He never looked. Oh. Like, dude, what? <laughs> Come on. Um, so, yeah, the Vikings, they're, they're going to continue to be a, a threat, and they're going against a rough defense this week. I also really, really like the Bills against the Giants. Uh, the Bills have been kind of a Jacqueline Hyde team a little bit, but, you know, they, they're not going to see any resistance against the 29th-ranked Giants who are giving up 30 points a game. I imagine that the Bills are probably going to beat that 30 points. Um, they have a lot of guys. I have Stephon Diggs in one league. I have Gabriel Davis in two, maybe three leagues. I expect them all to be healthy producers in week six, and then the Dolphins are playing the Panthers. That's going to be another blowout. The Dolphins are leading the league in passing yards and rushing yards. <laughs> um, so, literally, if if they are wearing teal, play them. <laughs> or aqua, whatever that color is. The, the, uh, the Dolphins are on pace to break every offensive record in the NFL this year. It's, it's just crazy to watch them play football. Mike McDaniel might be my favorite coach in the league, too. He's a weird dude. dude I love him. I love I, him. I know. I, I do too. But he's just like you see his interviews, and he's just like <laughs> kind of weird. Like I think I think he's doing it on purpose. Yeah, but no, he's, just, he's he's a media troll for sure. I love it. He's, did you see what he said this week? I posted on Instagram. He was like, he was like <laughs> something about like, all right, we've done it. This was it. All off season, we talked about week output after week five. That was our goal <laughs> all off season. <laughs> it's like, dude, that's funny stuff, man. That's good stuff. Um, the one matchup that I would be extremely careful about this weekend, um, you know, I've enjoyed very much watching CJ Stroud just break records as a rookie. They run into the Saints this weekend. Um, so I would just tamper those expectations a little bit. He's moving the ball around a lot. Um, Tank Dell and Nico Collins have been big plays. Tank Dell went down early in this game. Oh, did he get hurt? Yeah. I missed that. Concussion. I missed that. Dang it. I did not see that. Um, so that's kind of, a, I mean, there's another reason to, uh, to worry about them a little bit this week against the saints. If you got some other options, go for it. Um, the toilet bowl this week is going to be the, the Raiders and Patriots. There's supposedly, there's supposed to be a winner at the end of that game. <laughs> at the end of that game. I, I, I mean, they could tie. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't see anybody being impressive there. Um, both have struggling defenses, both have worse offenses. Um, you know, if I'm going to pick a coach, I'm going to pick Bill Belichick over Josh McDaniel. Um, Where is it at? Does it say it's, who's it's home? in Vegas? It's in Vegas, but they didn't look anything impressive last night against the Packers in Vegas. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I th there might be some production in those games in, in that game there on both sides, but I don't really. I'm not excited about it. I, you know, good luck if you're going to play your your Patriots. This is the week to do it. But <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Fire up Devontae though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, he had one target through three quarters last night. One target. I know he's dealing with a shoulder issue. And, and then in the fourth grade, in the fourth quarter, Jimmy G was like, well, I really only have one good receiver. I'll just throw it to him every time. <laughs> you got like four targets in a row. They march right down there and score. Like, dude. Just... What are these teams doing? <laughs> it's Devontae Adams. Yeah. Feed the man the ball. Yeah. It's crazy to me. Um, I am, you know, after week five, like I said at the beginning, we're a third of the way to the playoffs. I am going to throw some some week 15 insights here. Um, some playoff insights that just to put in the back of your mind, um, Detroit, everyone on the Lions team right now, their, their playoff schedule in week 15, they play the bears and week 16, they play the Vikings who are 32nd and 24th in, in passing yards given up. 
Jared Goff is throwing the ball a whole bunch of times. You have um, several different receivers. Obviously, Amon Ross St. Brown is the best. Sam Laporta, as a tight end, is being is great, and he's going to be going against teams that don't do well against the pass. I love David Montgomery. I loved him before the year started. I love him even more now. Um, so, yeah, all the Lions for the playoffs are looking good. Again, they're playing against Chicago and against Minnesota, who are 32nd and 24th overall at this point against the pass. Um, so be looking for the receivers and, and all and those enjoy. guys and all those, all those people that you mentioned are people that you can play now. Oh too. yeah, for so sure. It's not like for we're sure. saying just look at week 15. Like these are guys you can play right now. Oh yeah. And, and as you're making those trades and, and making those moves, just know that those are safe bets down the line. Um, as well, so, I traded for two lions this week. I'm, I'm working on, I'm working on a couple. I would love to get David Montgomery on my team. Another list of receivers that you already are trying to stack up is the 49ers. Um, you know, Debo, Brandon Ayuk, pretty much everybody that's on that team, George Kittle. Um, their playoff run is looking incredible too. So if you're looking to trade, if you're like, I got somebody that, that's struggling on my team, I got some, you know, capital or whatever, I want to trade for somebody, I encourage you to look for Lions and 49ers. The 49ers play Arizona in week 15. They're the 28th team against, uh, against, the pass, and then they play at Washington in Week 17, which will be your championship. They're 22nd against the pass right now. Um, so the 49ers playoff run looking very, very good um, for your fantasy league. Uh, if you have 49ers on the team already, you do a little dance every week because they're just lighting it up. But if you're trying to trade, maybe look for Lions and 49ers. Um, some guys I'm telling you right now after Week 5 to be careful with are the Cowboys. Um they, especially Cowboys running backs, like my guy Tony Pollard. Um, I hope Dylan's not listening to this because I was <laughs> trying to trade him. But uh, Tony Pollard has only produced, I think, two touchdowns so far this year. Um, when the Cowboys get to week 15, they're at Buffalo, who's proven to be one of the best defenses in the league. The next week, they're at Miami, who scores like 50 points a game. So there's not going to be a whole lot of running done there. Then they're going to play against Detroit who also has had a fantastic um, production so far uh, as far as an offense goes, which means to me there's probably not going to be too much running uh, late in the game there. Um, you add in all of the Cowboys' struggles that we have just seen in the last few weeks, I'm scared. I'm scared about the Cowboys in the playoffs. And, um, yeah, if you can if you can make uh, get some, some quality trade in with Tony Pollard, I advise that you do so. Fact, fun, 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 fun fact, fun fact, fun, fun fact, fun facts, fun facts. Johnny, let's do a little joint fun fact. I'm in. I'm in. Give me your favorite all-time TV show. Now, I know this can be difficult, maybe not for you, because I know that there's one that sticks out for you, but man, asking somebody their favorite TV show of all time, hit me with it. I gotta go with Dexter. Dexter. Great show, man. My my wife and I have always been true crime fans, and we started watching Dexter like when we just got married. It was on TV, so like they had like you know the first four or five seasons on Netflix, and uh, so then like we just binge. I mean, talk about binge. I remember being in class like, what is he gonna do? <laughs> you know, like and uh, we were in college, and I'm like taking notes about the episodes of Dexter we watched the night before, trying to figure out what's gonna happen, and uh, it's it's one of those shows to us that's been like so rewatchable because every season's a little different and. 
Um, we were very hyped to see that they came out with like that that new season like last year with like his son with you know and it just it was kind of let down compared to how good the other ones were. But no, Dexter, we've probably watched all the seasons probably like five times. Like it's it's always been our show that like when we got work to do, we put Dexter on. We just like do our work and we're like kind of halfway paying attention because we know what happens. But uh, the theme song at the beginning, like the intro song, hard to beat. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Sons of Anarchy. Okay. Um, Kristen and I, we have watched it several times. It's just it's just so good, man. Uh, I know it's not everybody's cup of tea with the language and the content, but great, great show. Runner up, probably Prison Break, man. That that show will keep you on the edge of your couch for hours upon end if you're wanting to binge. So. Sons of Anarchy, then Prison Break for me. Nice, right on, right on. If I had to give a second, this is one that's not. It got canceled after like a season or two seasons, maybe three seasons. It was called The Following, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, I, I did see that. It was, I mean, it was kind of a dark, but it was, it was like a serial killer cult kind of detectives going after the bad guy thing. It was super good, definitely a head scratching kind of show. And again, one when I think of like shows that like gripped me, where I was like all day thinking about it. That's one. That's one, but. Good stuff. All right, guys. Well, hey, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully, we helped you make some moves that are going to get you some wins in all of your leagues except for the ones we're in. All right, guys. Hope you have a great week. God bless.